Hey everyone, I hope this finds you well. Um, For this week's podcast, I just wanted to share a quick thought. Um, We're actually reading a book with uh, the staff right now. It's called The Great Omission by Dallas Willard. The Great Omission. And that's, of course, playing on the phrase The Great Commission. And uh, and we've been reading this book and studying this this book, and it's been very helpful and leading to some very... um, healthy conversations among the staff and challenging conversations as well and one of the things that really convicted us is how a lot of Christians today uh, really do suffer from this this great omission in their lives Um, I mean the Great Commission in a sense were Jesus's last words and when we consider whether uh, Christians at large at least here in North America are living in pursuit of this great commission to make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i've commanded you um i think it's difficult to answer yes to that i think i think it's rather uh clear that um even as christians we're so often occupied by so many other things that are greater than the great commission and that's no small matter for one because that is not obeying Christ and following after him Uh, Jesus said whoever loves me will obey my commands obedience is uh, one of the chief marks if not the chief mark of a disciple of Christ and it should challenge us and convict us when we consider uh, all the other priorities we have in life that we place before this great priority that Christ has placed in our lives and commissioned us to do and if our obedience is not to that but to some other things i think that's something we do have to turn away from turn around and refocus our attention to and i think this also goes to just the the greater confusion that i think we experience often as christians uh, when we question things like what is god's calling for my life or what is his purpose for me when the scriptures are so clear that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and that means God is still open for that business of inviting people into his kingdom and revealing to them his righteousness so that we will not be running around building up our own righteousness securing our own righteousness through our own performance uh, but looking to Christ and being found in his righteousness being clothed by him and saved by him and therefore rejoicing in him and telling others about that joy and of course in the other works that that we perform we want to be an extension of that gospel renewal not only of the person's heart but of the world because he's bringing a new kingdom down to earth and when that vision is not in place then what we would do naturally then is to secure our own kingdom here on earth by our own performance to secure our own righteousness here on earth by uh, whether the kind of family we build or kind of the career we build and and that's really missing the the point of the mission that christ has called us to go on and follow him on which is to seek and save the lost the son of man came to seek and to save the lost and of course uh, to be distracted from that will lead us then to seek something else and to save uh, something other than souls and it's really worth asking you know what might be that for you 
and what might be that for me um, and again turning away from that turning around and refocusing on Christ's mission because we are Christ's disciples and this is something that I'm so encouraged to witness in you know some of our brothers and sisters lives you know, especially as we've been uh, praying together at our prayer meetings um, you know, there are some people um, in our congregation who are going through uh, just various sufferings and trials. Um, just life and death matters. And I think looking at these situations from a worldly perspective, I mean, all you can find there is despair. Uh, all you can find there is hopelessness. You know, if the doctor says there's no cure, if the doctor says... You only have a certain amount of time. I mean, uh, from the worldly perspective, that's cause for despair. Um, but w it's amazing to hear uh, from these brothers and sisters how through the sharing of the gospel, uh, through inviting uh, their family members and friends into the kingdom of God, they are seeing God being at work even amidst um, their great suffering and trial. And I think that's just a testament to the very point of the Christian life. Uh, the point of the Christian life is to not uh, live by faith and therefore avoid all kinds of suffering. That's not what we've been learning in the, the book of Hebrews or any part of the Bible really. But that by living by faith, we live purposefully in our suffering. We live missionally in our suffering. Uh, there's an amazing psalm, uh, Psalm 22, where uh, David, um, because of his great suffering, physical, mental, emotional, uh, spiritual, he cries out to God, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is suffering great torment. He is greatly afflicted. And he says he's crying by day and crying by night. And God just seems silent. God is invisible. And yet he says, God is still holy. Uh, God is still trustworthy. And he says, I will still tell of him and his redemption among the congregation. Meaning he is still searching for and hopeful for a testimony that will come out of that affliction. His end game is not a cure. His end game is not, I will be physically and materially restored here in this life. His end game is, I will have a testimony with which I will glorify God with. I will, I will testify to His goodness before the congregation. That's a missional heart. That's a gospel-centered life. Uh, that's a life that's in pursuit of the Great Commission. I just wanted to leave you with those thoughts. Uh, if you're wondering, you know, okay, so practically where do I even begin uh, in my crazy busy life to live missionally and follow the Great Commission? Um, you know, begin with one person. You know, I, I think we can all think of at least one person who doesn't know Christ or hasn't received the gospel or perhaps who has left the church. Um, that we can begin to pray for. And if that person is within your network or within your influence, even better. Uh, someone that you can potentially meet with down the road. Uh, but just begin with praying for them. 
praying, calling out their name and um, remembering them in your thoughts, carrying them in your heart, praying for their heart to be softened to the gospel, and then perhaps find a need that you can meet, whether that need is material or relational, emotional, um, by drawing closer to them. This way you befriend them and you open up more channels, more opportunities to connect. And if they are indeed in your network or within similar geographical location, uh, meeting with them, being hospitable towards them, you know, grabbing a meal or coffee with them and listening to their stories and again, befriending them. And as you continue to pray, as you continue to converse and continue to befriend, finding an op opportunity to invite them to come and hear the gospel, to come and see uh, who Jesus is according to the scriptures, not according to the media, not according to uh, Facebook, but according to the Bible, God's own word, um, who Jesus truly is. But just begin with one name, uh, begin with daily prayer for this person and pray this prayer. God, um, would you begin to move in my life and in this person's life in such a way that would clearly show me that this is your will, that you want me to follow you on your mission? Um, show me, uh, show me signs of your working um, and signs of uh, your calling to me into your mission field. Um, give me courage to even ask for this. Give me courage to ask for uh, love and compassion for this person when, when I have no idea um, what that will lead to. Um, I'm going to just trust you by faith and ask you this because I know this is pleasing to you and this is your will for me. So in this way, I hope that uh, we can move in the direction of obeying our Lord. Uh, and in obeying Him, we love Him and we prove to be uh, His true disciples.